Hi, hello. Welcome to the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm Michael Foreman, author. Hi again, it's Michael Foreman, author, calling to you all the way from the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast in Western Australia. I can report it's another fine day out in paradise land here in Mandra. I know you can't see it on the podcast, but trust me when I say it's a beautiful day out there. I'm hoping you're having a really great day. Thank you for coming along to the podcast again. As you all know, I'm an author of some unique dark adult fiction about sexless marriages. I've written a couple of books myself in fiction to express what happened in the relationship. And you're welcome to download a copy of it by coming to my website at michaelformanwriting.com. Now, this podcast isn't about the book. It's just an avenue for you to become aware of it. Here I discuss mostly all the issues related to sexless marriages. I know about mine and my 10-year sexless marriage and a seven-year celibate period of time before that. But I like to talk about sexless marriages from all scopes. And I have heard from people from all over the world, and it's been a very interesting journey since I started this podcast a couple of years ago. And I'm finding more contact with you guys every time I record a new episode. Today's podcast is about the vocabulary that encircles sexless marriages. We all talk about not getting laid or not having any action or not having sex or whatever, but there's a whole lot of other things that we can use uh, in accordance to those terms to help explain how we feel. Maybe even use those words with our partners, one-on-one with them, or maybe through a counsellor. So if you're looking for ideas, words to bring up during a discussion, some future discussion that you'll have with your partner, then this is the episode for you. Some of these words have been gathered at iliveinasexlessmarriage.org. This group contacted me some time ago and wanted me to mention their group here on the Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast, and I've done that a few times. I got the web address wrong last time, no, two times ago. It was .com. It's actually .org. And when I say I live in a sexless marriage.org, it's not the entire sentence. It's just the first letter of each of the words creating an acronym I-L-I-A-S-M dot org. So this information has been taken directly off there. There's been a few people chime in and put their best words forward. This one comes in from Sweet Plumeria. I have learned a lot of vocabulary here, but I just stumbled on a new term that might be helpful here. Passive weaponized incompetence. No matter how it plays out, the goal of weaponized incompetence is to get one's partner to throw up their hands and just do the job themselves. It's a manipulative strategy to get out of a task in the moment and ultimately long term. Weaponized incompetence can be seen as a form of gaslighting. This is when a person is made to think that their feelings about a given situation are invalid or blown out of proportion. Because of this, it can be difficult for a victim of weaponized incompetence to realize what is being done to them. There you go. What do you think about that one? Lots of syllables there. It always sounds smart to include words with lots of syllables. Blunder8 comes in with an offering. He says, that is indeed a common tactic for refusers. The refused spouse is selfish or only cares about sex. The damn perverts. Gee, maybe I am selfish too. Obsessed with, oh, it's only sex. Is there a term for what I call the dodge? 
That's when sex is refused, but the refuser can show they care about you by doing another task that's nice, but incredibly insignificant compared to marital intimacy. It's a substitute for intimacy. A suffering refused spouse can recognize the counterfeit, hey, I made your favorite breakfast, I care. And that's so true, isn't it? Our partners still love us, and so they show us love in other ways. Breakfast or dinner, perhaps going out and watching your favorite movie, doing your favorite things, except sex. So we'll continue on in this board and see if there's any new words that appear. Mirror Child comes on board with a few words of inspiration. The wearing of the fake mask. The bait and switch. The dangling of the carrot. The moving of the goalpost. Breadcrumbing. Grandizing. Putting themselves on a pedestal. Prioritizing their love language while ignoring yours. And there are just a few of the words that are coming out of I live in a sexless marriage dot org forum. You can become a member of that forum just by signing in when you go to that web address. You don't need to provide any credit card details. You just have to bring your story along or and read others. You're not alone, as you can tell. There's a lot of people like you suffering at the hands of a spouse who really does not care for sex. And then there are the words that I've discovered over 10 years of reading documents online relating to this subject. Of course, there are the obvious ones. Libido. Low libido, high libido. But probably the more important combination of words here is mismatched libidos. Yours doesn't match theirs. Theirs doesn't match yours. There's also the words platonic marriage. Let's say you were in a counsellor's office and you wanted to describe what your current situation is. You can say you have a platonic marriage. It's a friendship marriage. You are friends, not lovers. Then, of course, there's the one that came out a couple of years back. Dead bedroom. Now, you sometimes see it as one word. Sometimes it's split into two words. It comes by way of a Reddit. If you are a member of Reddit, you like to read lots of content. There's a subreddit on dead bedroom, and I think from memory it's forward slash dead bedrooms, plural. I don't know whether it's something that you would take into the counsellor's office. It doesn't sound as professional or as efficient as, say, a platonic marriage. But yes, that would give an adequate description to somebody who was listening about what your life is like. When I began doing research, my initial thoughts was to come up with a word that described not the marriage, but how I felt about the marriage. And believe it or not, I came up with the word involuntarily celibate. And so I started doing searches through Google to see if there was anything that matched that. And can you believe it? Someone had already hijacked it. Not for sexless marriages, but for young males who couldn't get laid. And it was abbreviated to incel, I-N-C-E-L. Even though it describes our situation, that is, we're celibate, but we don't volunteer to be celibate, that's exactly how it is for us. Unfortunately, we can't apply it because of a social norm that has been existing since about 2005, I think was the first time I saw it mentioned online. If you go to Twitter, 
hashtag incel, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. Young males, mainly young males, it has been applied to females. One of the first appearances of the word came from a female. She couldn't get a date. When it comes to the boys, it's we can't get laid. And for a while, there were some online petitions to get governments to pay for hookers <laughs> so that young males could have some action. Mostly they're socially awkward individuals who just can't communicate and therefore don't get to those other bases. Unfortunately, you and I can't use involuntary celibate or involuntarily celibate because of that reason. So I'd stay away from using it. You could probably say you're celibate but without choice. You could also substitute celibate for abstinent if you like. You find that some people use the terms marriage of convenience. The marriage is convenient for another reason apart from sex. Then there are also the sexual health concerns that affect romance or affect physical intimacy, pain and discomfort, that kind of thing. Um, in men, there aren't too many, but the ones that I've come up with is curvature of the penis, and that's where the urethra opens away from the tip of the penis and causes discomfort, I would imagine, during ejaculation. Having not experienced it, I wouldn't know what it is. I'm only reading about it. In some cases, a curve can develop in the penis over time. It's called Pironi's disease, which causes a scar to form along the penis. Scars from previous traumas or infections can make sex painful too. They seem to be the only real examples for male discomfort during sex, but there seems to be a lot for females. And the overall term they give to it is called dyspareunia. Dyspareunia, D-Y-S-P-A-R-E-U-N-I-A. So if you think dysfunction, it's dyspareunia. And it entails a lot inside, outside, and it's not just based on poor lubrication or inadequate foreplay, it's, it's everything. There's a lot of things going on. Apparently there's so many sensitivities that can occur, overactive cells that instead of creating pleasure, create pain. And if you're in a doctor's office or in a counsellor's office and you need to discuss sexual discomfort, that may be a word you can bring up, dyspareunia. And then of course there's the big one that overhangs almost everything in this department and you'll find this word appearing time and time again it's called asexual my wife or my husband appears to be asexual which means loosely they're not interested in sex it's not the way i learned the word when i was back at high school asexual was some kind of creature that could reproduce all by itself or even a plant could reproduce all by itself it had male and female parts and could produce offspring that's not the case here it's generally talking about the social term of sexuality i.e they're not interested in sex asexual that's a good one and i think that's about the list that i've currently got for you and the irony of it all is that at one point you guys must have got together to have sex because if you're unhappy now, you were happy then. And that's what kept you going. Something changed. And it doesn't matter what the reasons are, but we can still feel bad for not having sex. There's nothing wrong with feeling bad. I guess it's what we do with that feeling uh, that takes us into depression or it can elevate us to having an affair or have us holding on with hope that our partner is going to come together 
and understand what it is that we need. As you go through the stories, either here on the podcast or the ones you find on forums, the one thing that continues to occur is nobody seems to find an ultimate answer. There is no one quick fix solution. And happiness ever after with the existing partner doesn't occur a lot. You can scavenge through all the texts around the real life ones. I'm not talking about the published books, the self-helps, the psychology books, the books that tell you how to re-engage or relight the fire in your life. I'm talking about the people who come here and give you real life anecdotes of what's occurring. Most of them, in fact, all of them seem to go the same way. That is, after a long period of time, their partners don't understand. Nothing changes. No matter how much hope you have, nothing changes. And I'd love to be the deliverer of good fortune and promises. I'd love to be that person. It just seems that most marriages get into a stalled position, and if they've been stalled for a while, they're very hard to get out of. In my case, it took a, l a lot of untangling just to get through the top layers of mess and we never ever sorted it out we eventually divorced the happy ever after for me came when i met somebody else who was more like me when it came to sex i encourage you to leave your messages here at the dirty rabbit hole podcast if you've got something to say something to contribute uh, another point of view that i haven't yet explored then please contact me via the podcast or you can come directly to my website at michael foreman writing Com. Remember, I'm an author of some quite unique adult dark fiction, and it goes directly at the heart of sexless marriages. You can go to the website, leave a message, and pick up a copy of the book. It's free for a short time. Seethings is the title. It can be picked up at smashwords.com and downloaded immediately. If you've got access to the internet, then download it and start reading. You will see patterns of behavior within the characters. And you'll probably put yourself in the protagonist's position. So I encourage you to come to my website, get yourself a copy. Leave messages if you want to send me an audio file. The original Dirty Rabbit Hole podcast is stored at anchor.fm. Anchor, as in boat anchor, .fm. And... Anchor.fm allows you to send small messages back upstream to me. I get a copy of it on my app on my phone. I think it's a 30-second or a minute-long uh, grab, audio grab. You can do it from your phone, from your laptop or your iPad or whatever, and I'll hear it directly and I can answer. Okay, that's this episode done and dusted. I hope you got something out of it. Just remember, wherever you are in the world, it can always rain on your parade. See you later. Mm -hmm.